3: Uh, Matt, you'll appreciate this. Uh, got off the air. Got up like the old man that I am. My uh, my butt's hurting from sitting too long. My legs are hurting because I'm old and out of shape. My buddy Grant Paulson waves me over through the glass windows. You know, come out. He says, we've got food. It's their 10th anniversary, Grand Danny, on 106.7 The Fan. I think it's actually tomorrow, but they're celebrating it today and Hank's oyster bar delivered a wonderful wonderful spread love Hank's right great food so there's lobster rolls out there there's uh oyster you know like uh fried oysters and like little uh you know little half roll type things whatever i forgot what i grabbed first either way it was delicious and i put some sauce on it first bite splat right onto my jacket over here.
4: Oh, so you did the same thing you did yesterday.
1: Then.
3: Exactly. I mean, it does not take me more than five seconds to ruin every piece of clothing that I have with some sort of staniology. And you can never, ever, ever truly get it out. No matter what you use, no matter how you do laundry, no matter how much stain remover you use, no matter what the case is, I can always see. I can always see it still. I know it, maybe you might not see it if you just look at me quickly, but I can see it. Every don't piece be of a don't. eggs. Thank you, Craig Heist. Baltimore Hoon. I can see it. But delicious. So thanks to those guys and thanks to Hank's Oyster Bar uh, for uh, delivering some great lunch. Saucy uh, in a good way. <laughs> well, this was not saucy in a good way. I mean, the sauce was great. I spilled it on the table. I spilled it on my my jacket here
4: inside the studio.
3: No, 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 no. Okay, no, so no, no. over we're not on the have, uh, on the food table,
4: we're not gonna have Craig come in and no, be upset no, 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 no.
3: no. Craig, well, about you spelling well, Craig in might his be upset, area again. He, yeah, Craig might be upset, but uh, for a different reason. But he might not. He's not gonna be upset at food. I do not bring any food in here. Um, sometimes I do. Many times I do. Um, but. Actually, I brought lunch. It's in the refrigerator.
4: Don't forget to get it at the end of the day. I know.
3: Day. I know. That smell it was back again. I think, I think I found out where that smell was coming from. Anyway, let's get back to the calls at 3.07 uh, right here on a Friday afternoon. Craig Hoffman is coming up uh, at the top of the hour. Wizards basketball tonight, 7.15. Uh, the pregame coverage over uh, here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Once again, back in Cleveland Caps tonight hosting the carolina hurricanes uh so you have all of that and again full day coverage and uh all night coverage is my understanding uh sunday as we all expect at some point the report whether it happens prior to the game after the game late night sunday night overnight whenever ron rivera should will be let go now other members of his coaching staff may or may not be let go immediately as well. It just kind of depends on how Josh Harris decides to do this. But I don't expect Eric Bieniemy to be let go. I expect very much that Eric Bieniemy will interview for the head coaching position. And he'll probably interview for, say, the Chargers head coaching position. Or maybe even the Patriots, presumably, head coaching position. I don't know if Eric Bannemi is coming back here or not next year. I can't make a strong argument one way or the other. What my preference would be is to hire a defensive first, experienced head coach, a Dan Campbell, a Raheem Morris, a uh, Brian Flores. You want to go young, first-time head coach on that side of the ball? A Mike McDonald up in Baltimore, a Jairo uh from Carolina. Okay. I can talk, I can histen, I can I can process that. That would be m- my preference would be that. And then somehow finding a way to keep E B here for year two and hoping that a better marriage of communication and maybe a, a a more common sense plan of not throwing a quarterback to the Wolves will work. But I can't guarantee one way or the other what's going to happen. Nor could I say, absolutely, E.B. is going to be more run-friendly next year if he comes back. Or if he goes somewhere else. Who knows? I guarantee if he goes somewhere else, whether he's the head coach or the offensive coordinator, somewhere else, and they're more run-friendly, people are going to go, ah, see? E.B. was trying to prove a point that Sam Howell sucks. And I don't think he was trying to do that. I think E.B. was a little bit misguided a little bit over-aggressive, maybe a lot a bit over-aggressive, trying to prove that he could run a so-called 2023 modern offense. The problem is it's really hard to do that when you have an average-at-best offensive lineman. Offensive line. Average-at-best. And when you have said fifth round, it's hard to do with a top rookie. Like if if they had Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, I still wouldn't advise it. He had Sam Howell. And at times it worked and many times it did not. 3012300980 let's get to uh the JYD what's up JYD how are you Hey how you doing rooster All right JYD what's going on
5: I don't know I'm, I, I I I I hear you say that you're 50 years old but you but but you just a baby
3: Well I mean maybe compared to some JYD yes but 50 years compared old I me, mean a baby uh, I mean, I feel like I'm an old man. So,
5: uh, Baby Russell. <laughs> uh, believe me, I'll, I'll take, I would take times every time if somebody offered it to me again. Yeah. How old are you, JYD? I'm 75. 75.
3: Look at you still going strong. Good for you. Good for you.
5: Yeah. Good for
3: you. You got 25 but- years on me.
5: when you look at what, you know what? I want a, I would like to have an experienced.
3: An experienced head coach, right?
5: Well, well, let's put it this way. I'll take that. I'll take that all back. I want, I'll take a, one of the, I want a, a, a general manager coming from a successful organization, so, something like maybe Peters from from San Francisco, maybe somebody from the, uh, the from from the Eagles organization. Um, you know, well, you're uh, talking about uh, the G,
3: yeah, you're talking about the GM in in that case, right? Yeah. So right. Well, let me let me ask you this: Would you be in favor if they hired a first time GM and a first time head coach, meaning both? Yes, I'll take that. I would like a little bit more experience than that. So uh, me, I would be like more hesitant that way than sold that it's going to work. But I understand the prism that I've heard they're looking through, which is to hire a tandem that can grow together and be here together and stabilize this, this spaceship for the next 15 to 20 years.
5: And that's why, and that's what's good you you hire you you hire a first time a, a general manager and a first time and let him and he pick a first time coach right, but
3: that's a lot of inexperience is what i'm saying well they but they can grow together they can, but what happens if they are they not good together. what happens if they're not good well it's going look no look, it's not it's look, it's not it's
5: not going to take it's not going to be one year, next year, that they're going to be that they're going to be Super Bowl material. Correct. It's not going to happen that way. Even if they, even 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 if they get the quarterback right, that I mean that's
3: not going to yeah, happen overnight. Yeah, that that that's fair. That that's all now fair. the other thing about EB.
5: Yes, you're on point. He's going to get an interview. He deserves an interview. He does. But he's just not the coach if if i if i if i'm the owner i'm going to interview him but i don't think he'll be the coach for me correct
3: and that's how i see it and and that's not an insult to eb i, I mean listen not everybody is a fit not everybody is exactly what People want, and and I think some people will still boil it down to, oh, you know, um, Eb can't catch a break because of the color of his skin, and, and I, I'm sorry, I just, you know, I don't see it that way. Jyd, thank you. I, I, I don't see it that way. Eb has been here under tough circumstances for a year now, and even though he helped the Kansas City Chiefs win multiple Super Bowls, the bottom line is, is the most recent sample size has been at the minimum up and down, at the minimum a roller coaster. That's the bottom line. And it's going to take a lot for this ownership regime to be convinced that EB is the right guy moving forward. Again, not to be a part of the staff, but the right guy moving forward as the head coach, and that doesn't mean it would be a bad hire. That doesn't mean he can't. That doesn't mean anything. It just means the most recent sample size is one of up and down, in you know, inconsistent, um, unstable, if you will, and highly questionable. Decisions and mentality. That doesn't mean, again, he's not a good coach. That doesn't mean he doesn't have great qualities. Uh, let's get to uh, Cliff next up. What up, Cliff? How are you?
6: Hey, happy Friday. Fall going, leg on. <laughs> cock a to you. Hey, um, who I would like to see in here, i like to see Josh Harris reach out to adam peters of the 49ers as the gm and let peters pick the head coach and then the head coach would choose who his offensive coordinator would be and they should draft in the um in a draft get one of them top three quarterbacks whether it's Jaden daniels caleb williams or michael Penix jr and on
5: defense
6: I would like to see the coach reach out to if Tomlin is let go of Pittsburgh, bring in Tomlin or Brian Flores out of uh, Minnesota.
3: I, I mean, and, you know, again, a lot of that I would be in favor of. Yes, and is um is uh, John Allen injured? Yes, yes, he he's not going to play on Sunday. Oh, okay.
6: I thought he wasn't injured. I thought he was just sitting out because I was going to say if he's just sitting out and not trying to play after all that mouth it off pack him up and trade
3: him. <laughs> well, they still might trade him, but no, he's, he's, he's injured. He's, and he's not, he's not going to oh, play. Oh. Yeah. And as far oh, good, as Adam good, Peters good. goes, listen, I mean, Adam Peters would be a first time GM, you know, but he was the uh, Broncos director of college scouting before moving over to the 49ers. He was their assistant director of college. Scouting. So his roots are as a football scout, as a football evaluator. And you talk to people around the NFL and you say, all right, who is Kyle Shanahan's right-hand man? Privately, they'll tell you it's Adam Peters, not necessarily John Lynch.
6: You know, right, so he's coming from the winning organization yeah, right now.
3: The problem, part of the problem is, part of the problem is, you know, he's from the Bay Area, so he may not want to leave. Uh, unless you gave him just massive unilateral, which presumably you would have to give him in order for him to leave. <laughs> You know, I, I don't I don't know what the price I don't know what the I don't know what the the situation would be that you'd have to give him to to leave such a great situation in San Francisco and in the area that, that he's from. Cliffy, yeah, I appreciate the phone call. Good to hear from you. Three eighteen, team nine eighty. We'll get to uh, Donnie and Frederick on the other side. Marvin and Landover. We'll get to Robert at Annapolis. We've had a couple of people say Marvin and Annapolis. I mean, uh, uh, Robert and Annapolis already was on the show. I'm sure he'll have something to say about that. More of your calls. Plus, again, more of those GM candidates from Albert Breer. Some of these names are not going to make you happy if they get hired because you won't know anything about them. You've heard the name Adam Peters. Some of these names, if one of them becomes the GM, you'd go, really? That's uninspiring. And maybe that's fair. And maybe it's unfair. On the Team 980 and the Odyssey M. All right, before we get back to the calls, a couple of names from the Albert Breer list of potential GM breakout candidates that maybe you haven't – you know, you've heard about Adam Peters. We just discussed him. You've heard maybe Linnell and I and others discuss Joe Hortis up in Baltimore. I asked Kevin Sheehan about, oh, I don't know, like Kai Harley, the assistant GM and VP of football operations – with the New Orleans Saints. There's, and Breer addresses it, speculation that Sean Payton behind the scenes might drive to get him in Denver, which might mean George Patton, the current GM, who was hired before Sean Payton got there, could be on the way out. And certainly with the Russell Wilson mess, maybe that is uh, something that will happen. But, you know, Kai Harley is a a name that nobody is going to know anything about and you would say look they've had a pretty good track record of success in new orleans but it's not a name that's going to light up you know people's um you know eyes for lack of a better term around here uh how about this james lipford the executive director of player personnel for the houston texans now clearly they have done a great job here recently but before then He was a college scout with the Patriots. Had a reputation, um, you know, kind of uh, similar, uh, they say, to a guy like Ed Dodds, who's another one of these candidates. Uh, Kind of a secret weapon, Breer notes, for a championship organization. Uh, And a lot of people, again, knew how good he was. Yet Bill Belichick didn't keep him. Right? But he's one of these young rising executives. Nick Mateo comes from the Baltimore Ravens organization, but he's only the vice president of football administration, which to me screams salary cap and contract management. And that's what part of this list is all about. It's blending in football people with. And you know, financial, analyst, business, what have you. And at the very top, Breer goes on to explain, hey, you know what? There are teams that are considering splitting like the president slash GM of football operations and that role or that figure from the president of business operations, which remember we discussed this yesterday. I wonder if Jason Wright can stay on or does stay on, in basically what is designed to be his role, meaning not involved in football decisions, but stays on as the president, and they split it up like that. And you have an executive vice president of football operations, and we talked about Donna Ponte, uh, uh, Donna Ponte I should say, uh, earlier this week, but maybe one of these guys. Again, the point being is, you know, we all concentrate on a couple of different names. But I wonder, and I think, that while there's a lot of speculation about, again, the Ed Cunninghams and the Alec Hallabies, and I haven't heard too many good things about Alec Hallaby and you know in league circles. We'll see where that leads. You know, I, I just want a football person. I don't want a salary cap person. I don't want a contract negotiator. I don't want a lawyer. I don't want a business analyst. I I don't have any interest in that. I don't care. Please go hire somebody else for that. You want to hire Donna Ponte? Fine. Whatever. I want a football person. You know who I am very much intrigued by? We talked about how Dan Quinn, you could hurt the Dallas Cowboys. I'm very intrigued by Will McClay the longtime VP VP of player personnel for the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, he's essentially been their GM. I mean, Jerry Jones obviously runs everything. Will McClay has been highly, highly regarded. And I I, I mean, they've done an excellent job in the draft with offensive line, obviously Dak many years ago, fourth-round pick. Uh, I, I mean, look at what they've done on special teams, all that. Will McClay. That's a name that you should keep in your back pocket. Let's get to uh Donnie and Frederick next up on a football Friday. What's up, Donnie? How are you? Uh doing great, guys.
7: Doing great. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah, thanks buddy. for making it. Uh, I just I wanted to point out a couple of things real quick, though. I didn't want to take up a lot of time. But first of all, uh the coach, yeah, I definitely want to see a young fiery coach. Mm-hmm. Because the old school coach the only old school coach I would want to see was Pete Carroll because Pete Carroll's got more fire than any of these young cats. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, Th- that's a good that's, a good that's a good sharp- point,
3: right? You could have an older, experienced coach, but he's got to have energy. He can't, you know. I I know er- everybody was bothered by Ron folding his arms. You want if you're going to be an older coach, you got you got to be able to not be a madman, but you've got to have some juice, some energy.
7: Right, it right. And I heard that uh, Mc, uh, the thing with McVeigh going out there with the Rams, I heard he's if he coming back to them. So I would love to see McVay come back our way if if that was yeah, that's at not all gonna possible.
3: <laughs> that's not going to happen. As, as, far,
7: as far as anything like the GM, I had a question I wanted to ask you why this GM's name, or he, I should call him a GM, but why this name don't surf as much. Lewis Riddick. How come his name doesn't surf as much?
3: Well, I think it did uh, for an, a couple of years, and I don't know why it seems to have cooled off other than he hasn't gotten a job or he hasn't taken a job. Um, and 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 maybe the reason for that is because he's pretty damn opinionated and he's pretty damn strong-minded. Um, and sometimes that ruffles people the wrong way. I think that's hurt Eric the enemy in the past, quite honestly. When you are bold, when you are aggressive, when you are... Uh, a little bit, um, not wishy washy. It rubs people the wrong way. Trust me, I I do this for a living, right? And, and you know, the second I take a strong stance, people hate me. You know, so I think that hurts some of these guys. And I think Lewis Riddick certainly qualified, but he may have rubbed somebody the wrong way, whether it be on TV, whether it be in an interview, whether it be in league circles. I don't know, and maybe, or maybe it hasn't been the right fit. I don't know. Um, and, and the bottom line is, is it seems like he's not going to get one this off season, but I can't rule it out. I can't rule it out. And that's, you know, and that's the interesting part about this. And I appreciate the phone call down, um, you know, is there so many different names? Like I'm looking further at this list. Again, I just told you about Will McClay, my guy, Kyle Smith. Okay. And I said, my guy, I'm not the only guy, but I mean, my, you know, Kyle Smith is on here a- again. You want a take charge guy. You want a young, aggressive, good football evaluator? Kyle Smith is that guy. He's everything you're looking for. Hire Kyle Smith. More of your calls coming straight up after a quick trending alert right here, right now, on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, so we just got some breaking news uh, across uh, the way here. Uh, remember Talia Tungavailoa, who did not participate in the Music City Bowl for the Maryland Terrapins? Well, apparently, he is now entering the transfer portal out of Maryland. Um which is interesting because he was thought to have gone uh, or be preparing for the NFL after sitting out the bowl game. But according to an ESPN report, he is again entering the transfer portal uh, as of today and uh, potentially going to wind up somewhere else. More on that coming up as we get it. Meanwhile, the locals in action tonight. First, the Washington Capitals off of a loss to... The um, New Jersey Devils on Wednesday night at Capital One Arena – uh, take on the Carolina Hurricanes 21-13 and 4. 7 o'clock faceoff at C1A 645. The coverage 1067. The Fan, the Caps Radio Network and the Odyssey. App. Meanwhile, over here on the Team 980, we'll have a second consecutive meeting between the Washington Wizards and the Cleveland Cavaliers back again in Cleveland after a night off and after a drubbing on Wednesday night. The Wizards try and get one back and try and get their seventh win of the year. Coverage again with Dave Johnson and company right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app, and that's what's trending. right here on the Team 980. It is driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience, power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. We'll get back to the Ace Law listener lines in a sec. Ace Law, I'll help you get a check if you're in a wreck. Call them at 8888. Ace Law, call us, 301-230-0980. Why don't we get back there uh, before we get to the Jahan Dotson audio, uh, which we're going to have to probably table a a more deeper discussion uh, until maybe lack uh, uh, next week. When we'll have all sorts of other things going on, uh, but we'll work that in. But I do want to get you that audio in case you have not heard it. Let's get to uh, Marvin and Landover, who has been patiently waiting. Marvin's on the Team 980. Marvin, how are you? Fine, and yourself? Good, Marvin. What's going on? You're uh, not going to like me
7: after this, though, so oh, Chris. Boy. You're not going to like me. Oh, oh. boy. All I'm right. going to disagree with 90%
3: of the things you've said today. That's okay. And, um, as long as you make as long people. as you make common sense points, we're okay and do it respectfully, that's fine. Go ahead. I'll try to be as respectful as possible.
7: Okay. When disagreeing with somebody it always feels disrespectful. But anyway, we'll go we'll move it anyway. First of all, you said that offensive line is average at best.
0: Mm.
7: No, it's below average or best. And you can always test this with one theory. How many times did you see Eric bien call a pass play on third and one or fourth and one. That's a sure sign that your coach doesn't have faith that they can get that yard, that they can't move someone off their spot. It's a common thing that you'll see with bad offensive lines. You're always trying to trick people when you know it should be a run or you should be running when it should be That's what happens. So that's the one thing I don't agree with. Second thing is Eric bien Sam Howell, I'm sorry for you. I'm really, really sorry. Um, Dan Snyder screwed you too by not selling the team at an earlier time. They couldn't fire a lame duck coach because Ron Ron Rivera would have never signed off on passing the ball 600 times in a year. That wasn't him. That's Eric Bieniemy trying to prove his stripes, and Sam Howell taking the brunt of all that nonsense. You're supposed to protect a quarterback, especially a new quarterback. Protect them a little bit more than what we're talking about. Run the ball on third and 16 because you're not getting that anyway. Okay? Throw a quick screen on that kind of play. But no, we're passing it down the field anyway. Interception. Sam Howell's a terrible quarterback. I just don't know if he was protecting his quarterback because he was trying to prove his stripes because this is his only chance, and he had a lame-dunk-cut coach that he had to deal with. I don't think people were paying attention to that, but that's truly how I felt. And I just thought it was terrible, terrible. Last thing, these DMs and coaches, they just got to do two things for me. First, please, get a coach who makes people play faster and play bigger. Big guys need to be bigger and stronger. If they're 305 pounds, I want them playing like they're 325. If they run 4-5-40s, I want them playing like they're 4 I need everybody to be motivated, and that's the kind of coach. I would throw this name out at you just for a quick. um, Tony, Tony Dungy, most soft spoken dude I've ever seen coach a football team. His players played like their hair was on fire. I mean, that defense played fast. Everybody played like it was the number one thing they had to do in life. So it's not about the fiery. It's about somehow motivating these guys to play better than what they actually are. All of them are professionals. We'll see. And one last thing. The only good draft pick that Ron Rivera ever had was Cam Curl. Everybody else below average. There you go.
3: All right, Marvin. I, I don't disagree with, uh, you know, everything or a, a lot of things. I think you made a good point. You know, I, I mean, listen, we all see things a, a little bit differently. Um, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. Now, I, I mean, I, I think there's more than one good draft pick. But, you know, again, it de- depends on your definition of good. You know, James Smith-Williams drafted the same year, same round as Cam Curl. I consider that to be a good draft pick. Is James Smith-Williams a great player? Of course not. Is he as good as Cam Curl? Of course not. Is he a great defensive end? No. But you can, he's one member of a roster that you can do a bunch with. And he's smart and he's hardworking and he's a good teammate and he's a good dude. and You know, all that stuff. Again, it just depends on how you process things. Everybody processes things a little bit different. Uh, Let's get to um, Robert in Annapolis here, uh, because Robert's been called out a couple of times here on the radio program. Is that why you're calling in, Robert, to dispute this, or for another reason?
0: Well, no, uh, my name got dropped. I only call in under my true identity. How else will my... Haters know it's me to, exactly. to, to call me out. Well see, I hey, know, and, and I, to to know hey. I know
3: your hey, voice. I know your voice and I don't there believe I have heard like when 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 JYD calls in as Rick and wherever on the Kevin Sheehan show, yep. I know that's JYD.
0: When yep, I know you your go. voice, you my, have a hey.
3: very unique voice.
0: Hey, and to my favorite one down in the 757, hopefully he doesn't feel bad that his Yearly prediction that his team would win double digits and get in the playoffs and my team would not was yet again wrong. He can try again next year when they hire a great coach and draft great players and sign great free agents and go through the whole routine. Now, as far as which process to use, there is no secret formula. But, as most say, you want to have the separation of powers, and I would prefer that you keep your stinking mitts off my team over here. (laughs) We want to keep our guys and keep on rolling. And uh, I always thank you for uh, taking my call. I'm sure Maddie would gong me if I wasn't uh, (laughs) uh, uh, permitted to be on. But uh, let's see. And, by the way, I've been rooting for Washington to beat Dallas uh, twice a year for over fifty years, and I will be doing so tomorrow. Uh, and uh, hopefully uh, they give an enjoyable game because I, that's how I review that's how I view rivalries. Um, and even though my team is a big rivalry game this year, like your team, <laughs> winning doesn't really mean anything on this weekend. Yeah, but yeah, let's see how it goes.
3: yeah, the Ravens just want to be like kind of innocent bystanders, but I'm sure, you know, part of them wants to, just derail the Pittsburgh Steelers a little bit, just because that's a rivalry? Well, you know,
0: know, if I... Quick comment, you know, actually, I I think they would be more concerned about playing the Bills in the playoff. I never fear teams, so on and so forth. But uh, Pittsburgh winning, I think, eliminates the Bills, and I think the Ravens would prefer... Well, I think it eliminates
3: the Bills if the Bills then... You know, if Pittsburgh wins and then the Bills lose on Sunday night. I think that's the scenario.
0: I'm not quite sure. I haven't checked all the scenarios. Scenarios, but, uh, <laughs> but, but <laughs> uh, anyhow, yeah, you gotta I, play. You gotta play the teams that you I, play in the playoffs, exactly. and that's where you gotta. You gotta win, you, so. Yeah,
3: you gotta beat. It. And the second you start, you know, dancing and you know, yeah, ju- and yeah. trying to line up matchups, you loo- You take your yeah. eye off the prize, Robert. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, and I know Robert's voice. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember the caller. It was that supposedly, allegedly, was Robert, but. It, I don't think it was Robert. You don't think it was Robert, right?
4: No, nah, I don't think that was Robert. Yeah. The, the first one.
3: No. I, I don't know where that came from. Um, all right, let right. I'll tell you what. Um, we don't have any more time for, for a, any calls, but can we get to the Jahan Dotson? All right, I just want to play that, and then we'll table the discussion. I'll make a quick point on the other side. Jahan Dotson in the locker room yesterday. This is via Scott Abraham of abc Seven. Uh, And you can follow Scott at Scott7News uh, on Twitter slash X. Watch him on ABC's. And by the way, I'll be on News Channel 8 or WJLA 24-7 or whatever uh, they call it tonight with Natalie Spala, uh, who uh, we already conducted the interview, so you can check me out at 9 o'clock on Toyota Sports talk, but this was Jahan Dotson when asked about what needs to change from a player perspective. You're in between the lines. What do you think this team needs going forward next year to kind of get more
7: wins, get over the hump?
8: Um, I would say as far as players, just a, a sense of culture. Um, you know, just we, we gotta have a mindset in here that we we want change. Uh, we we can't. We can't just accept this, this type of stuff, because this is really hard on a lot of people. Um, and I know a lot of people come from winning backgrounds. Uh, so we, we got to bring that stuff in here. We, we can't accept anything but winning, honestly. Um, and that, that starts with us players, um, no matter who the coaches are. Uh, yeah, it starts with us. Uh, we we got to bring our best foot um, and make sure that we go out every Sunday and, and bring it. When
7: you say culture, is that, is that on the players, or do the coaches feed into that?
8: Um, I, I feel like it, it's everyone, but, you know, it, I feel like the best teams uh, that you see in any sport are player-led. Um, they, your, your captains, they, they step up, um, and everyone really follows, because when, you, when you're surrounded by, by guys who are hungry and want to win, you know, it, it trickles down. Uh, it's a domino effect, so I feel like that, that's where we, we can start.
3: I think that's a really intelligent answer by Jahan Dotson, really intelligent. And I hope he means every single element of it because he's absolutely right. It starts in the locker room. Players, as you know, on this show, get a lot more credit and a lot more blame than on other shows. Not saying it's right. Not saying it's wrong. It's how I do things. It's what I believe. It's my one of my fundamental core beliefs. And Jahan Dotson is telling you leadership, the will, the burning desire to win, to get better, to stay better, to be consistent, starts in the locker room. Now, we all understand that part of coaching is leadership, being a leader of men, if you will, pointing in the right direction, showing the right way, the light at the end of the tunnel, blah, 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 blah. But that always can't come from the coaches because the coaches are not in the locker room. If they're in the locker room, it's a drive-by. It's got to be less ping-pong less video games, less let's have fun, less being on the phone, more football, more kicking ass, more doing whatever it takes, more on this next week at some point. Maddie, save that audio if we can, uh, because I thought it was a really intelligent answer by Jahan Dotson. It's got to be fueled by the locker room. It's got to be fueled by the locker room, and it's got to be maintained by the locker room. Coming up, we wrap up the show. Dum dum of the day. Which way are we going to go? Hmm. Well, Maddie found another one. And let's just say we could use this person here at Odyssey DC. We'll tell you why next. just watching a really, really, really adorable video by my son. And there's a little tribute in there for you, Matt. I'll post it on social media because I just saw it. I was just watching it, so we don't have time to turn it around. Uh, but I'll put it up on uh, social media as soon as I can turn it around. Uh, but it's cute, man. It's cute. Little guy is uh, eh, he's not so little. Uh, young man is... Um, Good guy. I mean, he is... He's, I mean, he drives me crazy, but he's just, I mean, he's just my guy. Yeah, I mean, you know, I treat him obviously different than I treat others that are my guy, but like, you know, like Linnell's my guy, you know, Doc's my guy, you're my guy. But, you know, I, I, I can treat you guys a little bit different than Tyler.
4: Well, we're also not your kid.
3: Right, exactly, and, and that's the overall point is that I'll, you know, like no matter what i do no matter what i failed at i don't think i failed at being you know a pretty good dad uh and um you know he hadn't had it easy so uh he makes me laugh and uh he uh you know brings a a warmth if you will uh to your heart if you're having a bad day sometimes he can just uh, straighten it out all right this person um because we often have disgusting bathrooms here uh because there's a bunch of maniacs that uh work here and um it's just the best way I could say it. Uh, this person we could use around here. Why? Well, you're about to find out why. It's time for Dumb Dumb of the Day. All right, Maddie found this headline in, uh, again, Weird But True uh, in the New York Post where we get a lot of our information from for Dum Dumb of the Day. It is headlined, I work at Target and Walmart for free. Why? Because I love to clean bathrooms. Whoa. Whoa. How about this? So an online altruist, I don't know what that means, known as at UGH underscore Madison, who has apparently a following of 4.3 million Instagram real watchers, whatever all that means. Real quick,
4: uh, altruist is somebody who's just altruistic, does good things for the reason of doing good things.
3: That a boy. I like it. Um, apparently, this person described uh, again on an instant at reel as female that she got there to work at one o'clock p.m. ready to work. She isn't an official employee of the retail giant. Again, this is Walmart, Target, what have you. I'm not sure specifically. Uh, this is this this one particularly is Target. Then she shows a picture of her holding up like one of those apple watch things and it's tagged eight hours working at target for free with the target like illuminated sign in the background and she said i got there at 1 p.m ready to work uh i made sure to go above and beyond for my customers and then she goes on she spent apparently 12 hours uh, uh where is this here uh i'm losing uh, I'm, I'm losing the story here um She worked voluntarily for an eight-hour shift with no compensation, got apparently like a a free Golden Corral meal out of it because she was seen in a crimson red top, restocking Target inventory, discarding trash left, organizing display tables, and assisting customers in locating goods, and apparently cleaning the bathrooms. What? She, um there's a picture of her literally scrubbing the bathrooms on her hands and knees, cleaning the bathrooms, like literally near a toilet bowl, cleaning bathrooms at Target, at Walmart, again, not getting paid. And this lady said, quote, the bathroom was really dirty. As she, again, the video showed her wiping up soiled, toilet paper and garbage and what have you. but don't worry she says I cleaned it and she apparently spent nine hours back in December cleaning and curating a Walmart store ahead of the Christmas time rush including public bathrooms not only at Walmart and Target but also at Popeyes and Taco Bell restaurants as well
0: I've been turned on ever since
3: well good for you Lionel because I'm not here's the bottom line This lady seems like a really, really fine, fine person. A much better person than me. But here's the thing. There is not, like, I don't want to clean my own bathroom. I certainly wouldn't clean this bathroom here at work because of the animals that live in this, that work in this place. It's bad enough to have to smell when you walk in there. There's no chance zero chance for free that I would work at Walmart, Target Taco Bell, KFC, anywhere cleaning bathrooms and stores just to be a good citizen just to be a good Samaritan no chance sorry I'm not that good of a person I don't even know if I would do it if you paid me $15 an hour or $20 an hour or $25 an hour I don't want to be around people's mm and mm. And nor should you. This lady should be given like a medal of honor. Or she should be given dum dumb of the day right here on the T980. She's got like all these TikTok followers and millions and millions of followers. I mean, she seems like such a nice person. Yeah, it's I, not it's not dumb dumb for the
4: normal reasons Right. because this is this is a good act yes. and like net positive. Good on her for doing it. Yes, but at the same time, the whole I'm cleaning bathrooms because I like it and going to WalMarts and Targets to clean up and for whatever it is, for what it's worth, good on you. It's weird, but I think personally, and it, I'm assuming you've seen the Christmas seminal movie Elf. Yeah. Do you remember the part where he starts working at the department store? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The managers get really mad because he's doing good work and like doing stuff. They don't know what's happening. If somebody's stocking shelves at a target that doesn't work there, I'm sorry. No, you got to leave.
3: Like I would be able to tolerate that a little bit more. Bathrooms though are so gross. People are so nasty.
4: It's nasty. So
3: nasty. I don't even like cleaning up if, if I make a mess. Never mind somebody else's mess. Have you ever had a job where you had to clean up bathrooms? Uh Roy Rogers when I was like a young buck.
4: I feel like I feel like everybody's gotta do it at least yeah. once.
3: Yeah. I, I mean I hated it. It oh, was yeah, it fun. was the worst part of the job, but I did have to do it. Um and and You know, it wasn't like down on your hands and knees and all that stuff. It was more like, you know, spraying disinfectant, you know, all over the place and mopping basically and wiping, you know, with gloves and all that stuff. But uh, it was just, it was gross. And I was 17, 18, 19 years old. I ain't doing it anymore. Nope. Not going to do it anymore. All right. That does it for us. Thanks for a good week back, a short week back, only four days, but we'll be back together for the full five-day edition next week and of course we will have a coaching search and a gm search presumably to talk about plus the season finale in the nfl playoffs thanks to maddie ice uh thanks to scott jackson thanks to kevin sheehan craig hoffman anthony annie coming up next have a great weekend be safe out there with the snow ice flurries whatever don't you dare drive like a maniac have a great weekend adios
4: how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas
9: Toyota. Let's go
2: places. Leading ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month, featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L King.